Welcome to episode 131. Every time I say any number over 100, I'm still amazed we're still going and we're still friends and we're still still sharing. So welcome to episode 131. And by the time you hear this episode, things in the workplace will be changing and some people might be going back to work a bit more than they have done. So I just want to share a couple of tips about WFH. Is that WAH? It might be for you, but it's working from home. Uh, Working at home working at home or working from home, because what's going to happen for all of us over the next four or five months is this decision, can we work from home? Do we work from home? And I know that if you're a nurse or you're in a frontline position or police or ambulance or a retailer who's in a shop, a cafe, I get you need to go to a place of work. For the other six, seven million people who are have a choice about where they work, I want you to think about whilst you like the idea of not travelling and whilst you like the idea of coming down sometimes in your pyjama bottoms and having a shirt, just for the record, I am dressed complete here today, there is a thing that says when you work from home, you can actually be working longer than when you actually went to work. When you go to work, there's what's called collaboration and time to think on your way to work and the time coming home from work. And there's an environment where you can actually meet other people and share different information than when you're just at home. So I want you to start thinking about, is your place of work an exciting place to go? Can you create it to be more exciting? And if you are going to work from home, do you have a structure to work from home that makes it conducive to work? Because if you're living in a studio flat and you have a laptop on your bed, whilst you may be able to do the work, we have enough evidence to say the quality of the work and the way you're working isn't supporting your body, health, mind, spirituality, etc. Plus, you may find you're in a vacuum and you're not getting the exposure you need. Now, there'll be people then saying, But if I go on a train, I might expose myself to other people. And there is something that says you could have been exposing yourself for the last 30 years with everyone who had flu, chicken pox, and whatever else. And whilst I'm not saying that you'll have to wear a mask the rest of your life if you want to avoid catching any plague, any virus, there are some benefits for going to work. Not necessarily every day, but if you're a boss listening to this, the reason up until COVID you didn't allow people to work from home was probably because of trust. And now it's been proved that most people can work from home and do a great job, but people are missing communication. They're missing collaboration. They're missing friendship. They're missing having a coffee with people. So we have to think between us because we used to love doing our podcast together. And even though you'd be late when you came to see me, (laughs) that's okay. Um, but we enjoy that camaraderie of sometimes stopping, having a coffee, going into the kitchen, Alfie the dog jumping on top and affecting the microphones because we enjoyed that camaraderie and the energy can be different. Now, some people listening to the podcast might be thinking, well, it's better that they're not together and we still get the same image because we can see them and it's clearer. I'm telling you now, I've realised this last three months have been quite hard and even though we're coming near the end 
hopefully, possibly, it's taken a toll on me, I think. Yeah, I think it's, so I think it's taken a toll on everybody. I think just going back to the working from home, the reason I say WAH, um, when I was in corporate, we used to, you know, the kind of role I was in, we used to have days working at home. And I used to go into like our corporate plan of all of the, um, how, how do I put this? All the people that were in significant enough roles that other people in the business need to know where they were. There was like a weekly planner put out and it would say WAH, working at home. Only the people that were permanently office-based used to refer to that as washing in housework. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, these people that work at home, they don't really work. And I think for me, one of the big things that all the lockdown has done is proven, one, that a lot of jobs can be done from home. Two, that mo- the majority of people when they are working at home can be trusted. And also a lot of people work harder because they've got a point to prove. Yeah, if I'm working at home as part of a team, I want everyone else in the team to know I'm doing what I say I'm doing. So I'm probably going to put even more effort in than I would if I was in the office. Because if I'm in, if I'm in the office and I'm having a day where I'm a bit flat, I can still walk around and see people and they can see I'm there. And that's my effort. Or you just leave your jacket on the back of the chair, then people assume he must be somewhere. But, what, but whatever it is, but whatever it is you're doing, like you have a presence. Whereas if you're working more ice, you know, in a more isolated fashion, to have that presence, you have to actually be delivering some kind of result that other people can see. And so there's a there's a greater level of effort that comes in sometimes. And one of the things that's interesting for me, I mean, I used to manage a team that was based in four countries, and running a team in four countries on four different time zones you know, it has some challenges of its own. But we used to make sure that at least once a month, probably once a fortnight, we'd get everybody onto at the time it was Skype, but Skype, Zoom, Microsoft Teams, whatever, like a collaboration tool, we could get everybody into a short meeting together to bounce ideas around. So people felt less isolated. You know, we did a a team Christmas dinner once where everybody went out and got themselves like a, you know, a turkey sandwich or something. And we did it on a video call because there was no way to bring everybody together for a, a Christmas party. But it was like, let's do the nearest thing we can to that using this remote environment and i think you know it it's i think a lot of businesses have learned stuff about using online tools and digital tools i don't think you'll ever replace the feeling of putting people in the same room ever but i do think there are you know there are options now and it's it's almost um it's almost like what's right for the business and for the individual employee to get the best out of them, their role, and the best result for the customer. And sometimes that will be, how do we embrace more homeworking? Sometimes that will be, actually, how do we get everybody back to the office as quickly as possible? And it really depends on what your what the nature of your business is, how you operate, who your team are. You know, and it's probably a case-by-case basis. You know, there are some people you might be better off saying, actually, stay working from home because you're doing a fantastic job working from home and it seems to fit for you. So you know, carry on. If it's fitting your lifestyle and it's working for you, it's working for us, don't change it. And I think in many ways, what we've seen over the last year is an acceleration of what was going to happen over the next 10 anyway. Yeah, I don't think if COVID hadn't have happened, it would have happened the way it's done because mm-hmm. you still would have had a lot of old... Resistance, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the um, MPS, the male pale and stale brigade, who would have gone, I don't want people doing this because I can't see them. And even though we've got cameras everywhere, because if you need a camera, and I don't know if I've shared this quote, which is, if you trust an individual to hire them, you should trust them enough to get their work done when and wherever they are. 100%. 
hundred percent. Interesting though, for me, it's not it's not just male, stale, and pale, um, because you know one of the biggest control freaks I've ever worked of worked with in terms of like micromanagement was actually female, and definitely didn't fit the male, stale, and pale category. In fact, you'd think they totally don't fit that camp. But in terms of trying to see the detail of what every single person in the business was doing, they just as well sat on everyone's shoulders which doesn't, incidentally, from my experience, doesn't get you the best results out of anyone. Well, that's normally because those people have low self-esteem and yep. they don't want to risk looking silly to the next people. Have, so they need to be able to be out, they need to be able to see everything that's going on. Exactly. I don't know how long we've got on this episode, but what I would say to everyone... We've still got like four minutes to go. Cole, the, the question is, is your work environment w- working for you? Is your work environment working for your company? But more importantly, is it working for you and your family? Yep. Because when people work from home, and, and I still remember the BBC interview with the BBC reporter. Do you remember when the two kids came in and that hush away? I did a, a session last week for a very cool client up north, and the little girl came into the office to show the dad their, a, a painting. Mm-hmm. And you could see the embarrassment. And I went, stop right here. I'd like, uh, this is what I said, I would like to see the picture, please. And she was really excited. That the whole <laughs> thing and she'd done half a picture of a cat. I went, can I ask a favour? Do you think you could draw a monkey, an elephant, a lion and a dolphin and come back in about 20 minutes? And if you do, there'll be a prize. The look of her face, but the look of the father's face that, I'd acknowledge the daughter, but the best bit was, obviously she went away, and I don't know whether she was on the floor, but she came back, and she must have been three, four. She drew something spectacular. I said, I'm going to make sure we can... I had to make sure I didn't sound too pervy, because it was like, I'm going to send you a prize, little girl. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was like, I'm going to send you a prize. And when this all finished, I spoke to the team leader to say, when people work from home, stuff happens. Amazon call. Fortunately, the time he worked, that our Tesco's delivery, literally, the second before we started, had just been finished because we've got some help here today. But that's what happens in a normal day. There might be a delivery of stationery. No one's ever complained about the delivery of stationery that comes in. Or when you remember like in the old days where a vending machine, somebody uh-huh. came in and somebody you either fill it back up and stuff, yeah. Nobody complained when that happened. But when at work the doorbell goes, everyone's like, no, shh. Oh. It's, 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 it's really interesting. My son is, um, he, he, he graduated uh, in 2020 so he, he basically graduated you know with all of this lockdown stuff going on and he's now in his first sort of graduate role having graduated um and the first part of that is a bunch of training and one of the things you know, normally they do it as a residential thing but they're um they're doing it remotely for all of the new people coming into this thing and one of the things they made really really clear on day one was we know you're all at home so we know there will be times where you know, the doorbell rings or you know another phone goes and you need to answer it or there's someone else in your house that needs something or you know it's like we know there's stuff that's going to happen but how amazing does, how considerate they were that these people are already nervous it may be their first job exactly we love and care enough about you to know that shit happens on day one and and it was all we ask is when you're not speaking you keep yourself muted and if you have to get up and go from you know wherever it is you're sat turn your camera off 
So we know that you've just had to escape briefly. And when you come back, turn your camera back on and we know you're back again. But that's literally all they ask them to do. It's like, we know stuff will happen. Just turn your camera off. Feel free to leave your you know, your office, your bedroom, your whatever it is that you're sitting in. When you come back, just turn your camera back on. And it was like, how many businesses actually take that approach? And why don't all of them? But you see, I wonder if we could adopt that type of position where you're a grown-up. We've taken you on to our graduation scheme. You've, you know, you've left BT to come and join our small company. You've taken up a bigger risk than we have. You know, if you've given up that type of corporate job to work for a small local business, you've you've taken more of a risk than we have. In theory, BT are going to pay you are going to pay your salary at the end of the month. And then you're saying to people, "I'd like you on. I'd like you here at nine o'clock." Why? Yeah. So I, I admire. I'll tell, tell you the other one I've had that I thought was brilliant. You saying about like you know children or whatever. Um, I was on a I was on a Zoom call where there was someone that's got a, a very young child, and uh, the young child had clearly started crying in the background, and yeah, the volume was turned off. But you basically saw the dad bring the baby to the mum that was on the Zoom call, um, <laughs> and she just put something in the chat said, "Sorry, I'm about to turn my camera off because my baby needs feeding." There was nothing to stop her listening to the call and participating in the call with her camera off just because she's feeding a baby, right? You know, and that's... somebody has trust... Exactly. It's not an issue. So I heard the bell go off here. It did, yeah. Before we leave and we ask everyone to either to share the podcast or to leave a review or to buy Neil's book, who hasn't shared very much about his book, uh, Dumb Beats Perfect, but I'm sure it's coming... Um, Please re- recognise that we share this information to give you the best chance of having your best year ever. And Neil's book, Dumb Beats Perfect, The Secrets of Overcoming Pro- Procrastination and Getting Things Done, is because we want to support you to have a better chance of success. And there is. There's the book. So I, know, I, don't, I think the way Zoom's recording this, it, they can only see whoever's speaking. So I'm just like standing here with the book or sitting here <laughs> with the book, waiting for the camera to switch to me so everybody can see if they're watching the video. That's all. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Please leave a review. Please share. If this is on Facebook, please share it to your friends because we like hearing from you. And let us know how you're getting on working from home. And we'll see you next week. Awesome. See you soon.